Uh, hello? Hello, hello? Let's see, first there's an introductory greeting from our company I'm supposed to read. Uh, it's kind of a legal thing, you know, um, welcome to Glaring Questions, a magical place for movies and TV shows alike, where fantasy and fun come to life. Glaring Questions Entertainment is not responsible for damage to property or person. Upon discovering that damage or death has occurred, a missing person report will be filed within 90 days, or assume property and premises have been thoroughly cleaned and bleached and the carpets have been replaced. Blah, blah, blah. Now, it might sound boring, but strap in, y'all. We're doing a Five Nights at Freddy's episode. Welcome back to Glaring Questions, your podcast on movies, TV shows, comics, and, well, everything in between. As you may have already heard, this episode will be about Five Nights at Freddy's. Not just the first game, though, all of the games, because many of you might have known that the trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach came out on a PS5 announcement just about two days ago. Which looks freaking awesome, and I am pumped. I am Caden, I am one of your co-host, I am one of your co-hosts, where I bring the banter, and my man's Tucker over here brings the facts. I am research personified. So... We might as well start off this episode by just giving a scope of how new this franchise really is compared to some of the older franchises. Finance at Freddy's came out, the original, in 2014. I was like 9 or 10. I was 10 for sure. I, yeah, no, I think I was 10. It's I. It is crazy how far the game has actually come, and it uh, seventh grade for me actually when I was twelve. That was my phase. Like I went through a like a a big Five Nights at Freddy's phase. I was Foxy for Halloween. I think I had stickers on my Kindle because people still use Kindles back then. It's crazy how technology also advance uh, advances. Yeah, how topical for this franchise. <laughs> so. The second game, Five Nights at Freddy's 2, no real subtitle, came out in the same year. Incredible. Is Scott Coffin was really, really said, let me birth all these games real fast. 2015 brought us Five Nights at Freddy's 3 and Five Nights at Freddy's 4, also called FNAF 4 or FNAF The Final Chapter. Amen. The next year... In 2016, we had FNAF World, which everyone tried to bleach out of their mind. I'm sorry, okay, but FNAF World, just because it was the first game that didn't have jump scares because my itty-bitty, teeny-weeny mind was too scared for jump scares, I loved FNAF World because I loved the concept of FNAF. I just hated playing the actual horror games. So FNAF World was just fantastic. I used to, I downloaded it off of a virus website on my Geese laptop and I broke her computer. Well then, you know viruses are also very topical later on in the franchise, but we'll get to that later. And another game came out in 2016, Five Nights at Freddy's Sister Location. Which is my least favorite, just in my opinion. Lore-wise, I don't hate it. Okay, well, yeah, lore-wise, but like from a... Uh, like a gameplay, it was just different and weird. Yeah... It also still has controversies to it it's five years later. I, yeah. 2017 brought us Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria Simulator disguised as a sort of ambiguous lower-level indie game when it was 
really a very topical game for the franchise, giving us a ton of lore and a fitting end to a number of animatronics. This game right here is when all of the puzzle pieces started fitting into place and it looked a little bit more right. You know when you, you just you you know you're you're putting together a puzzle and you think that the pieces are there but it's not well that's that's what this game is you think that the pieces are there but then Scott Coffin gives you a big fat Rick roll and says F you and then makes another game yeah, speaking of another game, the next year, 2018, only three years ago, That's came, when I was born. came Ultimate <laughs> Custom Night, a play on the seventh insane night of most of the games, in which you had almost every character from the franchise, even the ambiguously terrible FNAF world. I, I'm sorry, I stand my ground. FNAF World is a good game. Okay, let's admit it. It's it, it was it was a good. It was it was a weird game. It was a weird good. Fun. It was a weird good. Okay, yeah. All right. You know what? Fine. I will. I will take the gun away from your head. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it that way. I'm. I'm fine. 2019 brought us two more games. Five good Lord. Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted and Five Nights at Freddy's AR. That's special delivery. I got that game today. It is sick. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. 2020 didn't give us any new games, but it did give us a hell of a lot of books for the franchise. Yeah, which I only own one, which is Silver Eyes. And that was not 2020. I just figured that I would mention I only own one of them. I think I gave it to my friend Abby, and then she moved. So she still has my book. Abby, you still have my book, dog. <laughs> give it back, dog. Okay, and this year, as was stated in the intro... We are getting Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, a full-on freaking mall this of Five Nights at Freddy's stuff. This is why we're doing this episode today. This is why we're doing this episode today. This, let me tell you, this trailer, if you haven't seen it, it's freaking awesome. Watch it, please. It is awesome. The trailer is so cool, and just the trailer itself has so many Easter eggs. Like, the guy that, that is shown with the blonde hair, who looking pretty fine, not gonna lie, has a striped shirt like... The Crying Child. It is just... Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Game... Matt Pat is going to have a brain aneurysm. He's going to have such an aneurysm to this. He's going to die. I hope he doesn't, but that might be a possibility at this point of how many theories he's done about this franchise. Yeah. Okay. Now, just a rundown of the timeline in case we see a year and we don't specify what game it is. Which, before we, we actually get into this, I'd like to say, just Scott Coffin made these games so, just weirdly, in, in like, they're not in order at all. They're, they're, they're not. It's almost frustrating, kind of frustrating, frustrating trying to figure out, like, what year each game takes place to put them in chronological order for you guys. It's, it's difficult. But there are enough clues that we could do it. FNAF 4 takes place in 1983. The bite of 83, as many hardcore fans, or just not hardcore at all, many intro fans may know it, where a young boy was pushed into the mouth of Golden Freddy, and Golden Freddy chomped it down on him. Yada yada dead. Man, I wish I got pushed into a Golden Freddy head. That sounds fun. FNAF 2 took place four years later in 1987. Still a prequel to the original. FNAF's sister location is 
very it's debated. Weird. It's, it's uh, we we check. Uh, I checked all over Reddit. It's tech. A lot of people are saying it's the very first one chronologically, but it can't be. But it, yeah, it's just it's weird. The so we put it we put it after after two. So our estimation is that FNAF sister location takes place around the late eighties to the early nineties, which would put it somewhere around FNAF two and FNAF the original. FNAF the original takes place in nineteen ninety three. Fazbear, the Fazbear's Fright series takes a giant time jump into twenty twenty three ish. Which is one of my favorite games in the first FNAF that I actually played down in my babysitter's basement with my stepsister Aubrey, who we made plenty of fantastic memes and just stupid shit, just tons of stupid jokes. Like Balloon Boy, who is actually, fun fact, the least favorite and the most hated animatronic of all time. <laughs> uh, let's let's just go with that. 2023 is also likely the year that FNAF 3 takes place in because it is set 30 years after the closing of Freddy Fazbear's. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> FNAF 6, the Pizzeria Simulator, is somewhere post-2023. That's pretty much all we know, and the rest of the games fit somewhere in there, but it's a bit more complicated as you go along because of how lore-heavy they are with characters instead of times. Okay, now on to the questions. Okay, rhetorical question number one. How many children did William Afton kill? Now, Caden says it's 19. Technically, if if you do a quick search into your own um, intuition, i.e. Google, um, then you will find that it says, uh, or that your brain says, uh, 19. So, honestly, I didn't get that number just thinking about how many kids, but it makes enough sense. The, we have the original six that we remember from early on in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Henry's daughter dies, becomes par- becomes the puppet. Uh-huh. And we have the original five, Cassidy, Gabriel, Susie, Jeremy, I think. And I think it's Fritz. Those, f- those five original kids are taken and put, and their souls are put into Freddy, Bonnie, Chica, Boxy, and Golden Freddy. Love it. So we're already at six. You have the crying child. Who wasn't a part of the original six. That's seven. Mm-hmm. You have Elizabeth Afton who's scooped by... We'll get to that later. So that's eight. You have the six unnamed children from the books. Who, when the time-traveling ball pit sends this kid to 1985... He sees six dead kids at a table. I'm a believer that these are not the original six that turned into Freddy, Bonnie, Chica, Foxy, Golden Freddy, and Marinette. I don't think they're them, so that would bring our count to 14. Okay. Which, at that point, it's not hard to think that he got five additional kids, if not more. He pro- He's probably killed a ton. Yeah, because like he, he, did, he did of- do this entire thing where he was trying to save some... He was trying to save his kid, so we killed a bunch of kids with the animatronics that were meant to keep them in their chests. 
to get the remnant to work. Uh-huh. So I'm I definitely think I it's nineteen, him. if not more. Yeah, no, like it it could very well be more. Okay, rhetorical question number two. How are the weathered animatronics so broken down in nineteen? 19- 87. Okay, this one always confused me because so you play FNAF 1 and then you play FNAF 2. And it's you see them you see the the characters from FNAF 1 and FNAF 2 except for they they're withered now. Like they're they're called withered Bonnie, withered Freddy, you know. So it, it's it's a little bit confusing. It's it's always confused me because it technically FNAF 2 is before FNAF 1. So one thing that we came up with with an idea on how to explain this could be that these are from the original restaurant, Fred Bear's Family Diner. It could be that these were the original created animatronics, maybe not the ones used as suits by William and Henry, but maybe these were made for the restaurant as animatronics and not fully used, so they went into the next restaurant. Mm-hmm. So that would explain why they look so old and decrepit and forgotten. Because they're from the first restaurant from before Henry saw what these things could do. Now, for people that will sit there and say, but what about FNAF 1? You clearly see them all perfect in FNAF 1. Just because the fact that they're the same animatronic doesn't maybe, mean they're the same animatronic. It could be the same design, but different, maybe not the same construction. And, yeah, it could very well be a different animatronic with the same design. And that's what we came up with. That's the only thing that makes logical sense. Now, for other people that will also figure out, just a quick Google search, that there were only two icons at Fred Bear's Diner, which is Freddy and Bonnie. Where's, where's Chica and Foxy? But what if they were never used because... Fred Bears had a short lifespan. What if they were meant to be a franchise forever? And Fred Bear was thought to be the titular icon. So originally Henry and William thought to only have two. The suits that they wore, Golden Bonnie and Fred Bear. Having Chica be a bright yellow would mess with their golden color scheme. Same yep. with having Foxy. Would, would probably be bronze or copper. Mm-hmm. Which might add to a metallic sense, but not gold. Not entirely gold. That is... It's it's a lot, but just bear with us. That is what it could very well be. Very, I've been saying very well a lot. I feel very professional tonight. It is very weird to I feel think, this professional. I think the Dr. Pepper hit different tonight. <laughs> okay, that is... The entirety of our rhetorical questions, they did go far quicker than last time. That's mostly because we were a bit more prepared yeah, we were, like, to talk about we, this. Me and Tucker both know a lot more about FNAF. Well, at least I know a lot more about FNAF than Star Wars. There's, there's a lot less rhetorical questions out there, thanks to Matt Pat and oh, Game Theory. Goodness. That makes our job easier. Okay, on to normal question... Number one, why do the animatronics attack you? Well, because obviously, just because if they didn't attack you, then the game would be very boring. You would just be sitting in your office. Precisely. But what if each game might have a different reason? 
So FNAF 2, it's a big thing that William Afton likely dressed up as a security guard to get back into his restaurant after the allegations of, you know, killing kids. Because that is messed up. Don't kill children. You think I have to write that one down for you. Isn't that like in the Bible or something? I swear. There, Thou shalt not kill. I, I could have sworn there's, there's like something that's written down that states don't kill children. That's right. It's the law. <laughs> it's the law. You can't kill children because that's the law. You can't kill anybody because it's the law. I mean, unless, of course, they're threatening Unless you're you. a dictator. But that's another conversation. Hitler. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was talking about Stalin. Okay. I was, I was going to say, but it doesn't mean that they have a pass, though. Technically, that's still bad. Yeah. But in Finance of Freddy's 2, it's, it could just be said that the animatronics are going after you because you're a security guard. And the last time they saw someone who looked like a security guard was William Afton. Who that's they right. hate. That's right. Because he killed them. Animatronics, they got a mind of the moan on, on of of their own. I'm drinking a brisk. <laughs> pop 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 one open. So FNAF one, I'm not entirely sure why. It could just be because it was the first game and there isn't much background to it being the first game. It could be the same reason. That it's a security guard or that it's just another worker being hired. Mm-hmm. And that they want to get back at William somehow. FNAF 4, I think this is the crying child as your narrator. Because in one of the cutscenes, you see that child in the house being monitored by Fredbear dolls. That's true. That See, that always creeped me out. The Fredbear dolls, because they have cameras, which is a very scary thing, actually, for people who put... Like nanny cams in, inside of stuffed bears. Stop. You just get some help. It's it's an invade. I mean, unless you're like watching a three year old, which you should probably be there. Okay, yes. If if you're watching a three year old, it is fine to have a nanny cam in case something goes wrong and you're currently away from there so that you can get back there. Okay. But this kid was like nine, like nine or ten. Why do you need constant nanny cams, nanny cams, William? I'm not hating on people that do that. I'm just saying, just, I mean, my family. The freaking serial killer is using nanny cams. My family, <laughs> why don't you just tell the people that, like, you have cameras, that way they don't do anything bad? Like, it's like you're just trying to be like, oh, I hope I catch you in the act. You guys are, that's a very, that's a dick move. Don't do it's that. counterintuitive. Yeah, I mean, just don't, just don't, don't do that. But anyway. It could be that the animatronics, the nightmare animatronics, are just that. They're nightmares. They're, nightmares. they're, the, they're the hallucination of a kid who has seen everything happen, who has seen someone be put in a suit and likely killed in that moment. So he's scared of them. He's scared of, of these animatronics that are nightmares in the moment. Preach. So they're attacking him because they're figments of his own imagination in which he sees these animatronics as scary and inhuman. In the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit, Amen. FNAF Sister Location. Oh, great. Love that game. Love, love it. I'm not going to be very in-depth with this. It's FNAF 2 logic. It is. They think he. They think Michael, who you're playing as likely, Michael Afton, they think he's William. That's it. They think he's their creator. Which is hence why we put 
FNAF sister location in between two and one. And, you know, Circus Baby talking with William and the... William. Michael, in Uh the way that she is, makes sense because we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But yes, it could depend on the context or it could just be a greater thing of them being afraid of William. Mm -hmm. Which, to be honest, William gets the short end of the stick for a good reason. Because he kills kids. Yeah, don't don't kill kids. Anyway, normal Trick. question two. Of what night. happened to Elizabeth Afton? Finally, I have been trying not to talk about this until this question. She died. She so, died. Elizabeth Afton. Mofo dead. Obviously from the last name, is a member of the Afton family, which includes William, purple guy number one. That Michael, prick. purple guy number two. Hate him. Hate them. Michael isn't bad. Michael is not bad. You child-killing idiot. Michael wasn't the child killer. You child-killing idiot. That was William. William, you child-killing idiot. That was Willy Wonka William. Willy Wonka William is a child-killing <laughs> idiot. Okay. So. Awkward pause on purpose. Because, you know, a lot of the thi- a lot of the scenes in FNAF end up being silent. Yeah, no, it's not a, no, it was a moment of silence, not an awkward pause. That was a moment of silence. You people were supposed to sit there in, in the remembrance of these, of these 19 plus fictional characters. Yes, we stand in solidarity with all of the dead kids. That died and got stuffed in the fursuits. Including the ones from the books, because oh boy, some of those characters, some of those stories are just heartbreaking. Well, that, okay, so before anything else is said, in the games, you don't really know these children. In the books, oh, it's, you do. You, you, you are spend put, the entire book with you them. You are put directly in the center. Like the girl who's stuck in the Fun Time Freddy's suit and asked and asked to choose how she dies. Like you, you are put in there. It's it's awful. So yes, Elizabeth Afton, William Afton's daughter was warned to stay away from Baby, the circus Baby animatronic. And she did, actually. She stayed away from it, and that's it. Happily ever after. Oh, boy, I wish. She disobeyed her father, coming close to the circus Baby animatronic, and being scooped by the chest-burster-looking freaking crane thing. You know, I tried to do that once. I, I tried to just, like, <laughs> extend a crane out of my stomach. Oh, boy. Haven't we all? <laughs> have we have have we all done that before? <laughs> okay, so yes, yeah, so Elizabeth Afton is dead. Her spirit is in Circus Baby. Yada yada yada. Which is why Circus Baby's eyes are blue and then green because, because Elizabeth Afton had green eyes. Which is all the proof we need, really. And also, like the the mini game, literally, like you see, you see it happen. Come yeah, on. like what an idiot. Okay, now for normal question number three. We also call it the dummy normal question. Yes. Because, well, you hear this all the time. Is FNAF okay for young children? Short answer, depends on how traumatized yes. you want them. Yes, it is fantastic. Actually, if if you have been listening to us, you will know that FNAF is actually just like a Chuck E. Cheese simulator. You you walk in. Okay, so here's the story. You I walk, mean, William Afton is a freaking rat. You walk <laughs> into Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay, you know, there's there's people all over the place, and you the game is you 
playing arcade games and then you leave with tokens and like you know like and you see some people covered in strawberry jam it's fine yeah it's perfectly fine like it is literally there's nothing wrong with the game there's no jump scares you know what 11 year olds can play it i don't know why that was like one of the most asked questions what is up with that why if your kid wants to play it you can supervise them exactly and if you trust them enough to play it on their own let them play it on their own this Nothing about this is universal. It's based on the parent. That goes with, like, everything as well. Like, you think that we'd have to sit here and talk about that? Like, why? (laughs) I have no idea. Why? (laughs) Why is that? That is the fifth most asked question on Google for Five Nights at Freddy's. Is FNAF okay for an 11-year-old? Oh, that is boy. so specific. Why? That makes me mad. That makes me. That makes me mad. That makes me upset. But yeah. Um. Yes, it's completely fine. Nothing happens in that game. Yeah, in fact, totally. Just have. In fact, it's it's actually it's a religion. Make them play the game. If you don't, <laughs> it is a religion. It you, is a cult. It is like listening to awful Minecraft parodies from 2013. If you don't have it, it let me first. If you have a kid and you don't make them watch those stupid Minecraft parodies, you're an awful parent. <laughs> you just are. That's just you are an awful parent. You should do that. Get on that right now. Effect. If if you don't put introduce your child to FNAF of uh just in general, then you're an awful parent. No, you're not. Don't take me serious. You're not an awful parent if you don't. Your parent, your quality of parenting is not based on what video games you let your kid play. But as a suggestion, let your kid play it. I'm, I'm just. But supervise them in case they're easily scared, because you don't want to. I have to be supervised when I play that game. Grace is always just like. Why are you scared? They're just animatronics. I'm just like, they're scary. This is Chuck E. Cheese horror Do you want me to play? And I'm just like, please. She's like, I'll play the next time. I'm like, I have three more hours. And then I hide behind her the entire time (laughs) that she's playing. And I'm just like, you can do this. I believe in you, Grace. I believe in you. And I just hide behind her back the entire time because I'm scared. Seems legit. It's very scary. Okay. Don't let so, your kids play for Theory math. question number one. We're now going into theories. Who did the bite of 87? Oh, oh boy. Let's go. Actually, it was this guy named Dr. Saxlove. <laughs> this guy named Dr. Saxlove, he, um, he killed, he kills children for, for, for a living. And that is who did the bite of 87. Okay. In all seriousness... Kane thinks it's Mangle. I have no authority on this. Okay, just hear me out. Alright. Mangle has a huge ass jaw. That isn't just me quoting MatPat in Game Theory. That, however, I, I think that he did an episode where he where he did say Mangle's... But just, he did just, definitely say Just it. look at her jaw, though. And she hangs from the ceiling. And she goes for your face. It would make sense. Scott Coffin... Does stuff like that in all of his Five Nights at Freddy's games. Yeah, he leaves everything open for us to figure it out. He's not going to make it overly this obvious. This stubborn 49-year-old boomer. <laughs> I think you're mixing up generations. This boomer. 
didn't think that I wouldn't catch on. It's Dr. Saxlove. Okay. <laughs> uh. No hate, no hate. Okay, this might be a shorter episode than than the first one. Lol. Okay, so this one is mine. <laughs> our, la- our last theory question. Sadly, you got this. The second theory question. You got this. Is take it away. One that I just came up with on the spot. Who is the protagonist of Five Nights at Freddy's? Not just the first game. The whole franchise, if we were able to say that Five Nights at Freddy's is a typical hero's journey involving one person centrally involved in everything, who is that? Now, there are a bunch of people that might come in mind. Maybe it's Henry, because Henry was the co-founder of Freddy Fazbear's Pizza and comes back at the sixth game to destroy the animatronics by burning down the building. Maybe it's him. Maybe he's a tragic hero who comes back in the game, in the in the sixth game after being in the books. I'm not too sure, because normally a hero should be involved from beginning to end. Well, maybe it's William Afton, but I don't think so. I think William Afton is our antagonist, because he created all of this. He created... The animatronics, some of which Henry did create, but he takes credit for... But Afton takes credit for quite a few of them. He discovered the the major properties of Remnant. He created all these different animatronics. And he kills children. And, well... What a... Just an amazing young man. And he tried to monitor his, one of his sons to make sure he, di- he didn't die. But then, you know... He, he didn't Sean, die. No, he didn't die. He lived happily ever after. As if that happens in this franchise. Lol. So, to the point. My theory. Now I think about it, this is the first time that we've had a full-on theory. In theory questions instead of just a vague breakdown. Theory number two. First actual theory. Will, not William. Michael Afton is the protagonist of the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. Now, some people might think, how does that work? He's Michael Afton, not William. He's not the exact main character. Your protagonist, I don't think it has to be the character who shows up the most. There are some stories where the villain shows up more than the actual hero, where the person that you're supposed to go against is actually more central to the story than the person you're rooting for. But, of course, that would be the antagonist. Yeah. Not your your protagonist. So, Michael Afton, son of William Afton, the second purple guy. The person who you play as, presumably in FNAF 2 and FNAF 6. Presumably. Who's also referenced numerous times, including characters having intimate knowledge of him. Circus Baby, when he is scooped, saying, you won't die. Well, how does she know that? Maybe she knows him. Maybe she knows he's an animatronic. At least partially. Maybe. Per se. if he is part animatronic, which I truly believe he is... 
he would be the ultimate symbol of the Afton family and the Afton family's creations. He could also be a symbol of William Afton's good side, his genuinely good intentions, trying to save his son. Mm -hmm. I will put you back together. That phrase gives me chills down my spine, down my back, down my vertebrae. And Michael does technically die in FNAF 6, but he does so valiantly. He helps Henry get the rest of the animatronics, or at least the major ones, into the building before it starts going up in flames. Sheesh. The son of Springtrap. Sheesh. Super heat. So yes, I do think that... Mike, Michael Afton could be the protagonist, metaphorically, of the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise at large. Uh-huh. Could the central plotline center around William Afton? Totally. I really think it is William Afton's story until the end. But Michael Afton is likely our hero. Mm-hmm. And not all stories have a hero who lives until the end. Some stories end with the villain winning. Mm -hmm. Some stories kill the hero. Mm -hmm. And I think FNAF is one of those stories. Which is, is sad. It's upsetting. William Afton is that type of villain who, and I quote, <laughs> always comes back. And that's a wrap. Yeah. That's it. There are other things that we could go over if we were really masochistic. But, unfortunately... We're not. And we are running out of time. So, yes. Um, that is our breakdown of the questions and basic lore surrounding Five Nights at Freddy's. In preparation for Security Breach sometime this year. If you would like us to do an, an internal history of FNAF characters and all involved, please just let us know. Any other requests, please let us know as well. Before we run out of ideas, shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aubrey said we should do a Peppa Pig episode. I told her that I would think about it. It might be just like a five minute. Okay, that's a gun. <laughs> that's a, that's a, okay. All right, well, there's no reason for violence. All right, everybody. Well, before I my best friend, Peppa Pig. when, before my best friend shoots me, he's holding, I won't. he's holding a Nerf gun to my head and he, that's, this is it, everybody. Uh, thank you guys for watching. This is the last episode that I will be on here because he's going to shoot me with a Nerf gun. Uh, he's kidding. He'll be back. Maybe as will I. if you don't shoot me with that Nerf gun. Thank you all for, for, for taking the time out of your day to listen to us rant and talk about Five Nights at Freddy's. It might not be something that you guys want to do. But it's something that you might want to do. I don't know. It's so easy to to like just not do things if you don't want to do them. So I don't know why you would be listening to this if you don't want to do them. Thank you guys for uh for for listening, and we will uh catch you guys on on the flippity flip on the next episode. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>